Hello everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of Catering Insight and Food Service Equipment Journal's Market Talk. Uh, joining myself, Claire Nichols, and my colleague Andrew Seymour today, we have Michaela Stevens-Smith, who is a, a director of TAG Catering Equipment, and we have Ray Hall, who is the managing director of supplier RH Hall. Welcome, thank you for joining us today, guys. Thank you. Pleased <laughs> to be with you. Thank you indeed. Um, I'll start with you, Michaela, because I know that TAG have been putting out um, some guidance for operators hoping to start up fairly soon. So could you just uh, tell me how you've been uh, attempting to assist, hopefully, the big restart in the next few weeks? Well, uh, the, the, the biggest thing that we've done is the recommissioning checklist. So that's just to give um, all of our customers and anybody in the industry really an idea of what they should be looking at, what they should be doing before they go hurriedly in, switching everything on and thinking it's all going to be fine. So we've spent quite a lot of time going through all the various different equipment types um, and uh, compiling lists and we've done a checklist so that we've got some support for our, our customers and they've got uh, a reference tool really that they can go to that they can use um, not just now in, in, in the future to, as, as a format that they can look at see use um, and check off everything that they're doing correctly and hopefully um, if there is anything that then identify um, problems beforehand so that they then know that they need to call somebody in be it us or whoever um, before they have big problems yeah. so that's that's one of the things that we've done with regards to getting them, them back but prior to that we did quite a lot of other um, insights we've called them tag insights so um, we did the opposite we did a decommissioning blog so that they hopefully switched all of their equipment off correctly looked after it mothballed it correctly um, yeah. And then the recommissioning, the checklist, and how to operate things effectively. So that that's kind of it in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And what what have they been feeding back to you? Have they been indicating that they're finding this useful, or are your customers saying that they're going to actually be able to reopen on the planned schedule at the moment? We have. I mean, I would say that by and large, we've had a lot of good positive feedback. We've had a few. Um, people coming back to us and saying thank you it's been very useful um, that they've used it particularly they like the, the, the ticking things off as they're going along um, we as, as a company we've made a big effort to engage and continue to engage with all of our customers so we've been throughout this whole period of time we've been making sure that we ring that we speak finding out what they need whether it's checklists or, or whatever and um, uh, and they're saying to us, yes, they know that this is going to be transient, that they're going to be getting back. It's just when and how. And it's just a case of mitigating their costs currently so that when they're ready, they're, they're, they're ready to go. Um, and, and that seems to be the main consensus that we've been receiving. Um, we haven't had people saying that they're closing down or they're not going to open or it's all just about when. Which I think and is good. Things, I think that's positive. How are things with you, Ray? Are you, um, uh, are you, are you slowly and surely bringing people and staff back into the business? Yes, we are. Um, you know, I think 
the same. I could, I could, I could say the same for all of us. You know, that we were hit by a big sledgehammer when, you know, we were all sent into lockdown. You know, eighty percent of our business is reliant on hospitality industry um, that we've invested in tremendously over the years, and uh, it was a massive blow um, to really know, you know, where we would go from that that point of time. But since lockdown, we've been very much open for business um, on a much restricted uh, staff staffing level, but we kept the business fully operational on every department level. Um, the guys have worked extremely hard as a team, and from day one, we all got together and put a, a plan together. Um, obviously, that was a moving target, but uh, it was updated on a regular basis. We've kept staff informed um, regularly uh, on a weekly basis of where the business is, what's happening, keeping them very much in mind of how we can phase them back. Obviously, you know, financials are very much dependent on. Um, and it's been extremely difficult, but we have over the last, well, we're in work week, four, week 14 now of lockdown, uh, which is quite amazing. Really? Yeah. You know, it's just, just frightening how, how long this has gone on. But... We very much have, have made sure that RH Hall has been open to business in every aspect um, and we've managed to uh, maintain a, a revenue level, albeit far much lower than we need it to be. We're down to about a third of, of what we would normally achieve um, if we were holding, you know, having all staff uh, in, in the workplace. And from staff around about 50, we're down to 19 people, which we class as essential workers. Um, from July the 1st, it's a big game changer for us, uh, for, for all companies, because of course we are able to bring people back um, on an hourly basis. So that means that we can start phasing people back, even if it's just a day a week, two days a week, a few hours, just to get them back commercially minded again. Um, you know, that has been the hardest thing for us, I think, is, is having to furlough staff for such a long period of being outside the workplace. It's going to be a massive shock to so many uh, mm. to come back in, and, and, and we want them all back. Um, our, our plan as a company is to see this through. Um, we're determined to do that. We've put everything in place. We, we've had to borrow an awful lot of money. We've, we've had good bank support. But, you know, fortunately, we're a company like yourself, uh, Michaela, that has been in business a long time. Um, put a lot of money back into the business over the years. You know, we've got bricks and mortar, we own the buildings. But, you know, cash is king at the moment, and that's the hardest mm -hmm. thing. We've got lots of, lots of overheads, lots of assets, but it's the cash, keeping mm -hmm. supplies paid, making sure that we maintain the right level of service to our customers, which is, is hugely important going forward. And we've managed to do that very successfully. And whilst we're not making money, we're losing money at the moment, it's sustainable. And we will get through this. We're a bit of a different company, but I'm confident that we'd be a better company for it. We've learned a lot. Yeah. And we've had to diversify as well. It's, you know, there's big changes in the company mm. from 80% reliant on the hospitality industry. From day one, we searched different marketplaces that were open, you know, the supermarkets, obviously NHS. We even got involved with the factory of making mortuary racks at the start. You know, it's, uh, we, we, we searched and the R&D team in the factory have, have come up with some brilliant new products, um, not all catering-led. Um, so it's made us, a, as a company, really think outside the box. And we have to think on our feet. We've had to move quickly. But that's it the thing, really isn't it? It does. I mean, sometimes yeah. these sledgehammers that come along the way, they do make you think in a different 
in a different way, they, they make you more creative and innovative, actually. And it I does. think that's the, the, the positive side of this. I mean, I, I would say that that's exactly what we've, what, what we've been. We've experienced a lot of those, um, the furlough issues, the, the minefield of the HR involved in all of sure. that and managing it, um, which has been a, a big undertaking for a company our kind of size that doesn't have the benefit of having their own HR department. Yep. That's been quite challenging. Um, but as for coming out of this the other end, we, we took it and looked and thought, you know what, this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity mm. to almost clear how you do things and to think, right, well, have we been doing this? Have we been doing that? We had an absolutely bonkers crazy year last year. It was just so busy and and you're you're reacting 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 and it's and it's been quite nice to be able to take a step back and to look at the processes that we're using um the software that we're using um mm. even the templates and we have just from the bottom up while we've been beavering away kind of checking reassessing renewing everything so it will be a whole new, fresh, fresh, brand new start. That's the plan. Absolutely. Well, we, we had a, a situation like most companies that, of course, having to close down the offices, you know, we had to make sure that we had key people able to work remotely. And like most of us, you know, key management for many years now, we've been used to being able to work remote. But we weren't just talking about key management. We were talking about staff that mm. didn't have access. And so within a week, we managed to buy a load of laptops and get everybody logged in and you know for the first what, four five six weeks you know everybody's working remote you know there was yeah. no access to the offices so that was yeah. a very very different working environment but we managed to do it and as yeah. we were yeah, able likewise. to back to the office then you know we we're able to uh, to stagger things in a way so that we can rotate to staff remotely make sure that there's social distancing in place we put in a, a proper measures within the whole business to make sure that everybody had rules, that they knew exactly what they needed to do when they come in the building and exit the building. We knew where people were in the building because we issued them with tags that so they'd leave outside the door. And, you know, it's, That's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you have to I, think I, of everything, don't you? You have to. Because, <laughs> you know, we, none of us staff. And, you know, to this day, I find it quite amazing, but we've had no members of our staff or known immediate families have actually come down with this COVID-19, which is quite remarkable. I, well, I, I would like to say we're, we're the same. We haven't actually experienced any of that. And, and before all of this hit, uh, kicked off and before lockdown, we'd already implemented some very strict hygiene and cleaning processes in the office because that was my my biggest concern that somebody that was working for us would would end up ill somehow and exactly. I, the responsibility and the weight on your shoulders as a business owner mm. was, was 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 vast so um before all of this happened everybody was well instructed and well versed even just coming into the office what they needed to do where they needed to cook to, to clean you know and we had the ubiquitous hand wipes and desanitizer on every desk in every That's corner, it. you know, so you were just cleaning everywhere. We just went completely um, mad on making sure that there wasn't a germ or <laughs> no germs could, could um, survive. But yeah. of course, coming back, we've still got those good disciplines 
in place. And um, yeah. like you said, Ray, we're just now beginning to start thinking. We kept our, our key people, there um, are key people that we needed, um, that when we've continued to, uh, they've continued to work. But um, now things, I can notice that there are shoots. We're getting inquiries and being asked to do things. And um, so now we're kind of planning for July because that the, the flexible furlough is just excellent. Um, because it means that you can pick up and put down as is required, That's particularly right. in the, the first few weeks, because none of us know how long it's going to take to get to those levels that we're used to. So no, although we, and, and indeed that we measure. need, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a question to both of you then, uh, assuming that the 4th of July is confirmed uh, to be the, the start-up okay. of the industry again, um, what would you, how would that impact your businesses? I'll start with Ray on that one. Massively, um, because, you know, that is our main market. You know, we've been fortunate enough um, that we've bred the fortune ourselves by diversifying into other markets, which is, has been a saviour and, and very good for the additional layers in the business going forward. But once our, our main markets open up and our customers start getting some cash in their tills, then their confidence will grow and they will start to reinvest into equipment because you know their, their equipment you'd expect to replace it on a regular basis you know across the whole nation there's you know streams of revenue that we would generally just you know appreciate that would come in naturally let alone, let alone the proactive side of the business so and i think also caterers will be operating a lot different with their menus um, so the equipment that they're using, um, some of it perhaps won't be used quite so much. They might need more of equipment that, than they've got with microwave ovens, for instance, refrigeration. There no doubt will be a few casualties with equipment because it's been left, you know, unplugged and not used for a long period of time. That probably won't be welcome news to the operators because they've got a lot of capital to spend at this moment in time. But, you yeah, know, there will be equipment needs. There, there are now, you know, since the takeaway markets opened up, we noticed um, a gradual surge for small appliances. Um, we've seen the catering trade start to open up. Um, a lot of them, I, I was amazed how many just literally closed down completely. Um, that was evident by trying to get hold of companies to, to get them to pay their bills. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of, fortunate as a company, we've got a very widespread of customers and a widespread in the catering marketplace and we kind of get using from all different areas and there's definitely a feel that things are coming back it will be slowly it's small, small you know small stepping stones at a time but you know i believe we're we're very much over the worst so i think if we got to where we've got to now albeit financially as a company we're not able to bring the staff back as of now but come end of October, we'll very much hope to have the, the full uh, sales force and everybody back in action. We've got time. We've still got some summer months, hospitality, um, you know, people traveling on, are going on holiday, more so in the UK because of the travel restrictions. We've got every chance over the next few months to get some cash in the stills. And that's what customers need. You know, if, if our customers aren't successful over the next few months, <clears throat> then as suppliers, that's going to hit us very hard. So, yeah, I'm, I'm confident, but it's going to take time. Um, yeah, and we've, we, we've got to keep our belt tightened and, and overheads down, which we've done. But there's a, a limit mm. to how well, much you can shut down. 
without yeah. being operational and providing a service to the customer because you need people, you need you need, yeah. you need premises, you need staff, and you need to be proactive. Yeah, well, that's the hard part. Likewise, likewise for the flag. Yeah, how, how yeah. that for the 4th yeah. of July it, it impacts about, your, your business? Well, we are thinking that, well, what we've noticed is we're just beginning to get inquiries for preventative plan maintenance. So suddenly, particularly um, the hotels, we do a lot of four or five star hotels, mostly central London, but um, nationwide as well. And they're beginning to start thinking, ah, oh, right, okay, well, we're, we're going to be opening soon. Um, what can we do to, to plan and to be ready? And mm -hmm. so that's what we're getting, the, the inquiries to go in. Um, I mean, obviously, we don't know what we're going to find um, until we get there. That will be the interesting, whether, like Ray said, they'll need um, equipment replaced or, or whatever. But we're... we're currently getting the inquiries for the ppm and so we're trying to you know once this furlough this um flexible furlough kicks in on the 1st of july trying to get some booking in some work over the next month or so catching up with things that we haven't been able to do um so we think that that's going to be the, the, the key part and it's going to be quite frantic <laughs> uh, so we, we're, we're kind of expecting that there might be kind of a big sort of a bit of a spike and then but who knows <laughs> we're all crystal ball gazing to a degree who knows well i think you're going to be busy on the service side you ask me as well <laughs> I, th I think you're going to be extremely busy on the service side we've certainly noticed a lot of calls coming in mm. on mm. service and, and customer service was a side of our business that we needed to make sure from day one that was fully operational because you've got responsibility as a supplier to back up what you sold in the market. And whilst yeah. a lot of the markets were closed, there, there was a lot that were open. You know, we supply mm. catering dealers that don't just supply pubs and clubs and restaurants, they supply um, some, some of the supermarket chains. So we very much needed to provide a, a service on that. But the, the input we're getting, and we log the calls coming into the company each day, uh, the emails coming into the company each day, not the spam emails, but we've done that since day one and we've been able to gauge the kind of uptake and, and how this is starting to move forward in order that we can make sure that we introduce staffing to accommodate you know, that, that increase in demand. And we've certainly seen over the last two weeks in particular, our call rates in have almost yeah. doubled. Um, yeah, I would agree with you there. But Definitely that's, you know, from 50 to 100, that's a lot more calls. Mm. So, yeah, no, it's, it, we don't know what's happening July the 4th, apart from the opportunity is there, which we've been, we've been waiting for that. There hasn't been one in that market. Mm -hmm. So it's quite obvious to, to, to identify that there is going to be an opportunity. Very much service, spare parts, customer service. Um, I'm sure a lot of um, calls are going to be taken to give some advice about some of the equipment they may have even forgotten how to use. Um, and importantly, <laughs> new, new equipment supplies. It's a good so thing. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yes, Will the chefs remember how to switch on their rationale? Yeah. Combi right? ovens. Yeah. It's been a long time. A bit like the hairdressers. Yeah. Are they going to remember how to yeah, oh. I hope they do because mine definitely <laughs> needs to go. <laughs> well, I, I cut mine right. last night because I thought it needed to be a bit, a bit presentable. <laughs> Uh, my wife, uh, I'm, I'm running out of hair gel at the moment. It's, that's the only thing that keeps it close to my head. But no, it's, it's great to see. And we need mm. that new tomorrow. And I hope, you know, they all yes. relax. 
on the two metre because it's all very oh, well that's being a good... able to open up. They've got to make a profit and, and yeah. they can't make a profit, many of them, on the two metre rule because they can't accommodate and serve enough people. If they can't do that, then they, they haven't got a business. And that's not their own fault. You know, that's not their own fault. No, they want uh, to open it. I, I mean, I think... It's all looking quite promising for that. I'm, I'm quite hopeful that, that tomorrow, that or today, I don't, I don't know exactly when it is, that there will be an announcement to say that the, mm -hmm. the social distance, distancing rule, even if it's in just certain situations, exactly. um, yeah, has, has, has been reduced because yeah. we do a lot of um, restaurants and, and what have you, and it would, it would be a lifeline to them to be able to open. And it's quite interesting, the, um, the areas in London, I don't know, Claire uh, and Andrew, whether you've seen all of it, that I think they're opening up, aren't they, certain areas, um, some in Mayfair, Soho, mm -hmm. um, and I think, yes, I think that that's, that's a good initiative. And also the, when people go in having to give their numbers, I don't know how people, how keen people will be to give their contact details when they go out to a certain place. But, mm. you know, if in the shorter term, it gives people sure any kind of initiative like this, can trade somebody's been, I think it's, 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 all, it's all good and it will all yeah, help. I, I Funnily enough, I, th I saw a tweet over the weekend from um, the operations director of one of the pub groups, and he, he said for that first weekend when they're expecting the pubs to reopen again, you know, they've, they've literally got hundreds of people booked in already um, for table. I think is a is obviously a great sign, and you know, plays into what both described there. Yeah. Um, just one, one of the, the hotels thing. are busy. I, I think yeah. the hotels are, they've they've got free bookings, so they're all thinking ahead. So yeah, there's there's stuff to look forward to. Yeah, Michaela, sure. on the on the project side, you you were obviously yeah. involved in um, you know have a project pipeline prior to the lockdown and would have been involved in schemes that were coming to fruition. Do you get a sense that these particular kitchen projects that on hold because of the lockdown will will bounce back after? Oh yes, yes. I mean, we're already um, making some plans for some in August. Um, Yes, so without a doubt, um, that that will be the case. That that we haven't had any cancelled or said that, that that you know that they're not going to go ahead with it, which is good. Um, in, in actual fact, we've done. I've been doing a lot of quoting. That's been keeping us busy. So there are a lot of people or um, customers um, sectors out there that are thinking or have had the time to sit and think. Right, well, where do we want to be in six months, in a year, or I've just been so busy focusing on my day. I want to think about doing this or saving some money or, um, you know, getting returns on investment on, you know, ecological equipment. You know, they have time to think about this. So in terms of inquiries and quoting, that's been pretty buoyant, which is, a, again, that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've certainly um, been working very hard with our, uh, contract customers where generally we would expect regular rollouts and some of these are with the coffee chains um, not mention any particular names but we deal with quite major ones within the UK and <clears throat> one particular one is forms quite a major part of our business and it's been a contract we've had for probably 10 years now and <clears throat> immediately upon lock lockdown we were expecting this year to have probably 50-60 rollouts at least well they were all put on stop 
and we had their stock coming into our warehouses to procure and have ready for them. So we had quite a dilemma in our hands really to have all this stock, one to pay for and one to store. But <clears throat> the reason I mention it is that we are in regular dialogue with these companies because we're very keen to know when the rollouts will start happening. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. one of the biggest stumbling blocks we've got with these companies is, is they very much want to get back onto that, back on the roadmap of these rollouts. But there's going to be a lot of renegotiating done with landlords where they'd obviously pre-organised agreed rents. And of course, going forward, as we know, you know, the rental, you know, the, the amount of rent that these places have to pay for um, has got to be renegotiated to make the whole thing viable. So I think there's going to be a big period of time where there's going to be lots of renegotiations with landlords where these sites were half promised. So I think that might hold back some of the, some of the actual schemes that were in place because mm -hmm. that's a bit more at the moment. I think, I think a lot of the operators are expecting to get some savings from landlords. Because, and there will be some desperate landlords right. out there where companies will go bust. So I think we've got a little bit of a, a period of time to go through until that kind of just balances out. So, so are out. these nationwide, Ray, or are they... Um, yeah, yeah, right, throughout, the whole, yeah. throughout the whole yeah, country. National, national companies, yeah. National. Mm -hmm. That, that have, have literally just put everything on stock. But they, they want to get back as soon as they can. But I think mm -hmm. there's, uh, I think it'll be till the, not till the end of the year that we'll see some of those start going again. Um, um, I mean, we've, we've had, um, because we do designs and, and, and what have you, we've, we've had quite a few inquiries of uh, how our customers can change how they operate so that they can encompass social distancing or even, for example, when, when they come back to work uh, or, or open their establishments, how they can um, navigate having a buffet, for example. Yeah. So we've been helping our customers come up with um, ideas and solutions of um, how you can have a buffet that, that, that runs socially distanced. You know, there, 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 there are lots of kind of questions that you're asked and, and things that you, that, we get involved in just purely because of this COVID situation. Yes. So um, that, that's going to be interesting. But I, I, again, it's difficult because as the, the, um, the goalposts are changing almost certainly weekly, sometimes daily, it, it's difficult because you, you, how much money do you spend and invest in putting, to, in putting into completely new process, completely new setups? If it's only going to be temporary, and not, so yeah. that's another quite yeah. challenging. But coming up with innovative, cost-effective ideas. Well, it's a good challenge to have. It's a good challenge that we've been having. <laughs> the first, first thing we've got to do is get people spending money again. We've yes, got to get that money going through the customers' tills. If 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 yes, we want them yes, to start yes. spending with us, they need some money. Mm. So. Absolutely. And it, it will happen, um, but it'd be gradual. And yeah, it's also I mean, it's, that confidence, isn't it, with the consumer? You know, yeah. mm -hmm. I think immediately people will want to go and experience the pubs again in restaurants. But oh, um, absolutely. The, the, the operators have got to make that a good experience and a safe experience for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. I think we've been gradually introduced to this more confidence out because we've been allowed out more. There's been more places opening up. And I think we've become used to automatically social distancing it's just become second nature it has I think, yes. I think we've got it has. 
I mean, I know I'm one. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to cut you off there, folks, because we are running out of time. Oh, okay. But thank you That's so fun. much for taking part in, in this week's Market Talk. It's been a really, really interesting discussion. As I say, uh, we'll be back next week for the new episode. But thank you both, Ray and Michaela, for this week. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Bye, Ray. Bye, everybody. Take care.